Welcome to Big Game Hunger, a show where me and a guest craft the big next game every episode. We'll be taking three random ingredients and blending them together into one incredible game. I'm Jenna Steber and I crave content and I'm joined by Sun M. Sun, who are you and what do you have a hunger for? Hello, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Sun. I am a game developer, narrative designer. I've been at games since 2018, and I write comics and short films as well. And it's very fun, and I enjoy it. And I have a hunger for the horrors, always. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the right place, Sun. A hunger for the horrors. Um, do you want to name drop anything in particular that you've written so that when people are in awe of your skill in this brainstorming episode of this show, they can go and find them? So sweet. Um, Animal Heads just <laughs> came out from Dark Horse this October, and then Something Crawled Out, which is a horror serial I have with the amazing Mad Cursed, awesome artist. It's coming out from Vault next year, so be on the lookout for that. I'm so hyped for that. Everything I've seen about that has just been like, it looks both scary and a little horny, because I'm know, definitely like, there for I love the horror of eroticism. I cannot resist. <laughs> I love the horror of eroticism. Yeah. Yes. I, I think that was your yearbook quote, right? Yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> uh, that actually leads me to something that I mentioned before we started recording, which is that I have a pitch for you for the kind of game that we should make today in this episode. Obviously, we'll still roll on the random track, but this is sort of a an overarching meta concept I want us to engage with. So I feel like for the last couple of years, we've been really lucky to get um, games for horny bisexuals. Yes. Uh, so we had Hades in 2020. We had uh, 2021 would have been Resident Evil Village. Also great. Uh, yeah, we've got Baldur's Gate 3 this year. And for 2022, we had... Kirby in the Forgotten Land, I guess. I don't know what what it was in 2022. We skipped a year. Uh, but these are all games that I feel like are just like great games that are also pretty horny. Yeah, Kirby really performed that. <laughs> Listen, the amount of sucking you do in that game, I don't know what to tell you, son. It's a good game. It's a good game. It is a good game. Uh, bisexuals loved it. <laughs> uh, so I feel like whatever game, because this this episode is going to air um, at the beginning of 2024. Mm. Uh, so it might be the first one of the year. I, I'm not certain how it's going to span out, but it's going to be it's going to be really early in 2024. I think we could sit down and make 2024's a horny bisexual game you are speaking the only language i ever want to speak yes. <laughs> amazing let's do it okay i feel like you are just so uniquely positioned your skill set is so accurately Very positioned specific for this set kind of, of skills <laughs> i will find you <laughs> i will find you and make you horny yeah that was definitely not in the yearbook <laughs> I am going to roll the dice on my spreadsheet and we'll see what we get. Um, it's worth noting that I added a bunch of um, words in this vein because I had a Anthony Birch on who added sensual uh, and my friend Justin added bisexual. So there, I, there is a high potential we'll already get a horny word. So let's see what we get. Suspense is killing me. 
<laughs> I'm going to revolutionize my whole system right now. This is something you can't see happening, you, son, or you, the audience. But right now, my spreadsheet is in three columns, premise, adjective, and type of gameplay. But that's not how language works. Adjectives always come first. So <laughs> why, why have I put, why was that the second column? This is going to make so much more sense here on, here on out the way that these dice rolls roll out. Okay. You know, maybe you're in French. Maybe. Oh, maybe. But all the things that I've rolled, it has, it has been like Owl's Moody AAA action adventure game. That doesn't make sense. Moody Owl's action AAA adventure game makes sense. (laughs) Why haven't I done this? Oh, always learning. Okay. So what we've rolled is, oh, this is great. We, we did in fact roll bisexual. <laughs> that uncanny. It was number 17. Amazing. I rolled a 17, a 3, and a 15. Okay. Great. Okay. So that comes from Justin Green. Thank you, Justin. Uh, three is our premise, which is Mario knockoff. Amazing. I, I, don't, I don't really know what that means, but we'll have to parse that together. And then the third word <laughs> is fishing game. <laughs> so bisexual Mario knockoff fishing game? Yeah. Yes. So Final Fantasy yes. 15. No. Hey. <laughs> You're right that this game has already been made. <laughs> we are late to the party. Um, that's extra funny because you have uh, a concept for a game that uh, you posted on social media that it feels like it's not actually that far off, which was serial killer Stardew Valley. Yeah. Is, is that not the same vein? I, you are so scary close. And if I was allowed to say more things, I would. <laughs> I think you're correct. I think there's something really powerful about bisexuality and fishing games and their marriage between the two. <laughs> I mean, you know, okay. plenty of fish in the sea and all that. I, Yes, son. That's exactly what I was going to say. It feels too early to commit to a title, but let's put a pin in like another fish in the sea or more fish in the sea. We can take the SEO from that Christian dating website, I think, which I think is kettle of fish. Plenty, plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. Wow, good memory. Plenty of fish. Yeah. Kettle wow. of fish is a, a, a gay bar near Stonewall. Both important <laughs> core memories. Yes. Okay. And clearly there's a lot of fish potential here already. Okay, I'm going to write more fish in the sea and then we can circle back on it, but that's pretty solid. Uh, okay, well, I, let's dig into what Mario knockoff means. Because even say though that's, that's a word that I put on this list, <laughs> I don't really know what it means. What? I was going to say, what do you consider a Mario knockoff? Is it like a platformer? Uh, like automatically? That platform. Yeah, no, platformer. Platformer, platformer feels like the main thing like if i were gonna think of something that was a ripoff of mario but that also feels like it's undercutting uh 3d mario games of which mm. there are maybe more than there are 2d at this point i didn't even want to think about that so like the hd like immediately <laughs> like, <there is> <laughs> right, the, the 2d are the true mario games because that's the ones all i'm thinking <laughs> like oh yeah the mario with, with the tube and you go in it and it's flat screen <laughs> Um, oh my god, yeah. In the new one, he has hats and he can put hats on things. I I did not play the new Mario. I am behind. I haven't played it yet either, um, which I regret because I know I'm going to regret not putting on my games of the year list, but um, too many games. There's Still playing Baldur's Gate. This was Can't a great play. year for games. It was a really, really good, good year. It was a really good year. Some yeah. games came out. 
Yeah, and I'm still like I'm still like trying to crush through a bunch of incredible games just to to give some of them a clear shot, but it's not going to happen. Right. Uh, so I think platformer is a good bet. Yeah. No, I agree. I just oh, I wish I knew more platformers <laughs> too. I, I all I'm thinking about is Kirby. <laughs> talked about Kirby, <laughs> but I was like, I would never call you a Mario knockoff. Yeah. Hold I wish I should have put Kirby knockoff. We could have done a really easy Kirby knockoff because, as we all know, bisexuals love Kirby already. Yeah, so it would have been just like real slam I dunk. Mean, bisexuals also love Luigi, so if we could look at Luigi's Mansion, use <laughs> that as a reference point. That's a really good point. I do love that. It is, yeah. Bisexuals do love Luigi and Waluigi. Yeah. What is that about? I just think that they're—I uh, don't know—they're approachable. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I mean, Mario is just, like, so heterosexual, so maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, you just look at him and you're like, that is a straight man. <laughs> that is a straight man. That's why they got Chris, what's his name, to voice him. They were just yeah. like, yeah. you've got to get the most aggressively heterosexual man for this one. Game recognized game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, you're right that Luigi Luigi is the, the heat in the Mario games. Yeah. Uh, so this is a Mario knockoff. Kind of a Luigi knockoff. Yeah. Do you ever think about how um, a bisexual Luigi knockoff is probably just Castlevania Symphony of the Night? (laughs) 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 Because it's a platformer. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty a lot. So Luigi's Mansion. I feel like you've hit on something really important because I do feel like Castlevania, if there was one game like long-standing game franchise that I think could use a horny reboot. It's Castlevania. Don't even get me started on that dark hole. <laughs> I have legitimately sat in my dark room like, what if I just remake Castlevania, but I don't say it's Castlevania. <laughs> Let's do that. You're so right. You're so right. Okay, so imagine Luigi's Mansion and yes. imagine the aesthetics of Castlevania happening here. <laughs> but and Luigi's Mansion gameplay. Yes. I actually think that's a really good idea Uh, because Castlevania comes so preloaded with all the, I mean, obviously the sexy Draculas, um, but also like the sexy Dracula hunters. And there's such a vibe there. The buys love uh, romantic gothic, you know, it's, it calls. Yes. <laughs> and and adversarial romance. Enemies uh, to lovers is so important. It's so important. It's so important. And I feel like that's one of the things that Baldur's Gate has been so good at because like those people are forced together by their circumstances, but some of them do just hate each other. <laughs> I love the fast and furious formula. In yes. Various- yes. <laughs> Got to put these people together, and then they're gonna love each other and because it's a you know sometimes yeah. sometimes love is about um, exposure therapy. <laughs> That's so painful, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm fond of. There's a lot of really good Lazelle Shadowheart shipping stuff on Tumblr, and I'm like, you got that? They're I'm convinced. Yeah, fine. that's good. That's Yuri. <laughs> uh, that's Yuri. <laughs> I felt like the. That's Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tagline <laughs> that's yuri <laughs> okay okay um so it's a mario knockoff so obviously platforming has got to be a big part of it mm-hmm. but then the, there's also the castlevania of it which is i feel like as combat and maybe slightly more combat heavier than mario yeah 
maybe two combat uh, heavy. It's clearly, I mean, yeah. if we're going to be picky, it's more Metroidvania leaning and we're like bullying ourselves. But if we, <laughs> if we take like the 3D, you know, Luigi Mansion element with like kind of, oh, people are going to really call me out for my lack of Mario trivia knowledge. But you know, he uses that thing with the blue ghosts and he's going through rooms and stuff. Like the vacuum cleaner? Is it a yeah, vacuum cleaner? It is. I've played so little luigi's mansion i <laughs> we're really in the weeds here i'm, I'm like ugh, exposure <laughs> um but i feel like we could do something there yes because the, the castlevania is you're going to the castle you're going through the villages and you're going into the castle and it's spooky and it's haunted and that is what luigi's mansion is it's a spooky haunted mansion yeah uh and i feel like if we're making a, a horny Baldur's gate-esque game starting with a luigi character is actually really good because he's he's gonna be a coward He's yeah. going to be a little bit of a soft boy, which the internet just cannot get just over love. the concept of. Oh. They love it. Just a submissive and breedable Luigi. <laughs> yes. 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 I'm so glad. I'm so glad that this timed out so that our, our yearly, our official big game hunger, yearly horny game, <laughs> you, are, you are here to guide its composition. Uh, Luigi, yeah. Luigi is such a sub is it the journey of him becoming more <laughs> dominant <laughs> i mean like if it's bisexual the answer is there are options and maybe they help reflect mm -hmm. his personality growth you know who you oh. engage with you can't have parties in mario but you, you know how uh in the old um yoshi games you can like collect eggs so they follow you do you know what i can say yeah <laughs> that we could like pull an RPG maker esque like NPCs follow you. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Type of thing in little eggs. <laughs> they're in eggs? I don't know. <laughs> No, I okay. I love that they're in eggs because uh, somehow that makes it kind of like they're the they're your pokeballs that you are summoning characters with. That is cute. That is, <laughs> we're just we're just using every game now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nobody to stop us. I like the idea that you have to decide what Luigi's character arc is. I do feel like a lot of times in RPGs, the character's arc is just the one and then maybe you have some morality options that make them an easier version of that one arc or a harder ver or a, a, yeah. a, an evil or a good version of that character the paragon arc. renegade yes yeah. yeah i mean talk about bisexual games below <laughs> mass effect <laughs> yeah I, I feel like we need that energy yes we need that um that spice to like help you flavor the game's text to fit what you're aspiring for yeah is it and we won't call it this in the game because it's obviously going to be a super family-friendly game um but are are the paragon and renegade options dom and sub no. and then you could be a true true neutral uh Just true versatile neutral. option you know what I think it's great. I think it represents, uh, yeah, I think representation matters. I think that hits all the, all the points. Okay, I accept. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the fishing game of this, because what's, how is that, what is that going to I was going to say, be? that's the curveball. Um, you know, do you ever watch Disney Hercules? Yes, love, love Hercules. Or when, like, Meg is, like, in the, like, fountain and Hercules is like, I'm gonna go get her and he like dives in and swims. What if we use that pool? <laughs> oh. So it is a pool of humans. Souls. We could do ghosts. It you know, we could keep the family friendly. Souls? Okay. Fun little ghosts. And so you're literally diving. You're literally diving for like people. 
poison like that is so much darker. <laughs> It's really, yeah, that's a really far, dark part of that movie, son. He, he's trying to retrieve Meg's I'm soul. Like, it's Disney. It's family friendly. You see, you see Hercules's hand literally wither. I mean, he's diving. We all have our days, oh, you know. <laughs> when we're dehydrated and and yeah, diving, we haven't drunk water for weeks. <laughs> uh, okay, I. I do love the idea that you have to like keep diving for your party members. Maybe, maybe there's almost know. like a uh, there is that game Darkest Dungeon where Ooh. you were you were it was like a roguelike where you you were diving into dungeons and people would die off so regularly that you would have to like replenish your supplies of humans. Of humans. Yeah. Yeah, but you would inevitably get really attached to some of them and try really hard to to keep those in your roster. But that was more based on like their skill set uh, and not how much you wanted to romance or befriend them. Um, mm. So I'm wondering because that that feels like essentially a hard sell for a game where you want to get emotionally attached to the characters. So how can we implement the pool of souls? How can we implement the pool of souls in a way that is not just about getting tons of souls? Because in fishing games, it's just about getting tons of fish. Hmm. All, all answers lead to problematic. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's no escape. I mean, we could do something along the lines of um, maybe your companions. You know, Luigi's Mansion, you're just the guy in a world of monsters, right? It's very Bloodborne, except very family-friendly. Yeah. Maybe all yeah. the romantic options, you know, in eggs are all, or friend options are all monsters, and they eat souls. And, oh. you know, if you don't want your soul to be on the chopping block, you know, you gotta have to fish for a bunch of other souls, and then you, you know, develop dynamics, and then you stop remembering that you're feeding them souls a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's a story about capitalism, you know? Oh, whoa! whoa. The boys love that. Wow. The thematic screaming. Oh, yes. I love that, too, because Baldur's Gate 3 is low-key a game, not necessarily about capitalism, but about devotion to a structure or system that is inherently damaging and controlling and manipula manipulating and harmful of the individuals that are in it. Um, like, that's all, every every companion story in that is like, yeah, I, I sold my soul for a little bit of power and now I'm in hell for the rest of my life. A and I'm being in having constant pain. Yeah, it's the corn chip. <laughs> now I'm in hell. Yeah. So it feels like that could be the structure of this one of, as well, where it's like, maybe you start the game thinking that you need to uh, capture souls in order to feed your monsters, but maybe the process of, of their side quest stories, their, their companion stories is finding a way to, to divest, <laughs> divest from the, the souls-based economy no. slash feeding system. So the skin's clearly set in hell. Um, <laughs> Like, there's nowhere else this is going yeah i mean we can get crazy we can go into the nuance of fishing mechanics so we can talk about like maybe there are specific difficulties for specific soul types and those soul types can only be fed to certain monsters at certain levels Ooh. like maybe you know the person that you're madly in friendship with requires the <laughs> soul of the elderly to be very specific <laughs> You gotta go. You gotta go to the pool for the nursing homes. <laughs> That's 
so funny. It's so funny. I, was, I didn't want to say children. I was explaining the other end. The binary. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. The souls. Yes. Yeah. So there are different soul types. Um, in the same way that there are different fishing types mm-hmm. when you fish and you're trying to collect, uh, fish, you know, a, fish. <laughs> yeah, redfish, bluefish, uh, elderly fish, child fish, salary man fish. <laughs> yes. Yes. Obviously there's going to be a romanceable demon that only eats salary men. I love them. I really love them. They're my favorite. <laughs> yes. Um, what I love about that is that we are still... I mean, are we are we creating a situation in which the end result of our game is moving away from the souls fishing? Oh, if you are recuperating them, or do you just have to make your peace with this? Because I mean, I do feel like to a certain extent, it's really hard. <laughs> you you can't you can't exist in this world on this planet in the systems that we exist now without inevitably participating in harmful systems like it, it is just kind of i think one of the the grimmest darkest most existentially terrifying aspects about modern life is that like these systems are so entrenched not that we can't change them uh and and or and or destroy them as needed um but i think that can be very overwhelming to some people so maybe this is a a game about understanding that capitalism is such a huge part of in our lives, but that does not make us fully beholden to it as a system. And we have to think actively about how we're participating and the ways in which we feel comfortable uh, accepting some parts and fighting against other parts. How do you make that into a fishing game? (laughs) You know, it sounds just like Mario Party. I feel like thematically... (laughs) You are 100% correct. You know, why jump for that little gold coin when you could, I don't know, move forward? Um, How do we make that into a fishing game? Uh, No, I think you hit on it. I think the idea that you have to, you have to trade these souls. um, I mean, because we're thinking, I'm thinking of souls as the way that we think of souls, which is like the the Mm. spirit of a human or like their their ghost or something like that. That doesn't have to be what they are in this world. We could make it like totally just like a currency. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or it's like, you know, because there's also like the electronic impulse that your brain creates is more or less how your brain functions. And so it, it's possible when you die that that electricity just sort of, it, that energy is not gained nor lost. It simply changes shape. But it doesn't doesn't mean that you, that energy is still who you are or were. You're right. We are fishing for batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Things have gotten so much worse. <laughs> I think, look, it may be kid friendly, but I think we should never shy away from the true horrors that exist as a horror fan. And I'm always hungry for the horrors. All right. I think we should Let's be just human make souls. This... I, think okay. be, I think you should be a guy, you know, grippling with <laughs> Luigi esque, grippling with the realities of what you do. Uh, son, I love that. Yeah, there's no reason why. Here, okay, here's my follow up question. I, first of all, I love it. They're just souls, and you just have to make your peace with that. Is is it a horror game or is it a game where these horrible things are happening and we're just not really uh, leaning into that as an aesthetic? Very postmodern of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let me throw it back at you. Do you envision? Because Mario, the knockoff Mario, really keeps us in that like much more family-leaning. Like Luigi's Mansion is probably as spooky as Mario wants to go. Yeah, I think the aesthetic should be the kind of sanitized Victorian Gothic 
Castlevania slash Luigi's Mansion aesthetic. And so I think, yeah, I think going to more towards a family-friendly thing and then just not acknowledging the fact. Yeah, like a spooky aesthetic, but not like a scary Yeah, aesthetic. it's not a scary just game. Just like a, a cute and spooky. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think that's the right energy. And then we just won't ever acknowledge the fact that you are feeding the souls of um, nurses. <laughs> Specifically, you got one person. That is for the essays written uh, post-game launch, you know? That's the critical... <laughs> Critical review. <laughs> yeah, that's not up to us to define. This is our art, uh, and we're going to make it how we want, and other people can have as much commentary on that as they want about it. But that's not what we're here for. We're here for the art. Let me tell you about cornbread hemp. Cornbread hemp is a CBD company based in. Do you want to make a guess based on the name of the company? Yeah, it's Kentucky. Their products are flower-only, full-spectrum, which means no seeds or stems, certified organic. And most of the products are vegan-friendly, including the CBD oils and gummies. Cornbread Hemp is family-owned and crowdfunded, and all of the products are grown and made in Kentucky. They are certified by independent labs with reports published on their website so you can find out more information about their whole deal. To learn more, you can go to cornbreadhemp.com. And for 25 percent off your order, you can use the code BGH, which stands for Big Game Hunger. I will also put a link in the show notes of this episode for you to click on. I hope you're enjoying Big Game Hunger, and heck, I think you'd really enjoy this other podcast in the Multitude Collective called Pale Blue Pod. Pale Blue Pod is an astronomy podcast for people who are overwhelmed by the universe but still want to be its friend. Astrophysicist Dr. Moya McTeer and comedian Corinne Caputo demystify space one topic at a time with open eyes, open arms, and open mouths. From laughing so much, and from the jaw-dropping, and from chatting. By the end of each episode, the cosmos will feel a little less ah, too scary and a lot more, oh, so cool. New episodes of Pale Blue Pod release every Monday, so check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Are the are the souls hot as well? Yes. Well, a variety. Okay. I think there should be moments. Maybe it's a skill issue. <laughs> no, that's awful. That's awful. <laughs> Cross that out. No, Cross that out. No. You can't. You can't pull hot ghosts. Unless you get good. Um, no. No. We're range, right? If we're staying embraced, the horrors with the yeah. horrors can be cute. You know, we don't want to narrow. <laughs> The potential of who can be plucked, and uh, I think hotness does. But I think similar to Darkest Dungeon, which you brought up, maybe you will just have some ghosts you don't want to give up because you've grown attached to them. You know, much like a fisherman yeah. who holds up that big fish in the Dave's profile. You know, like this is my big fish, and I love her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I like that a lot. And then, and then, as you progress in the game. Uh, you get a better ability to fish a greater variety of of things. Uh, are the are the monsters and the eggs that are following you doing anything for you in the platforming slash combat sections? Like, are they are they empowering you? Are you getting like power ups from them? I was gonna say now that we're getting into game loop, I think we should really think about how this game's like the goals of this game. So right now we have the management sim fishing game aspect mm -hmm. where more souls equal more gifts for 
more monster friends. And that's currently what's feeding it. So yeah. what's the, what's the end progression? Like, what do we want you to be able to achieve in this game? Cause if it's like fight your boss, then the answer is probably like, we need some power scaling and you're getting like teamwork makes the dream work and they're buffing you. Yeah. Uh, but if the end goal is like start a business, you know, build a factory, farm souls, then maybe it's more like XCOM. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if it's if we're doing a Mario alike, it should be there should be some boss battles. There should be a final boss. There should be there should be one main antagonist in this game. Yeah, an Alucard. Yeah, um, that you're that you're powering up to defeat. And that's an interesting question. Who who is the enemy of Fishers? Fish. Fish fear me. (laughs) (laughs) That's that is a good point. Yeah. I mean, legal rules by the Coast Guard. (laughs) That might be a big one. Uh okay. I mean I do but I do like the idea that your your main enemy is a giant fish, but that doesn't make sense because the fishing the fishing you do in this is fishing for souls. So the idea that the final boss would be a giant fish would be uh, metaphorically complicated, but well, maybe it's a giant fish made of souls. <laughs> that's so Bloodborne or Dark Souls. Yeah. That sounds really horrifying. Yeah, that, and it's complicated. We should just make it, there should just be an enemy. Yeah, just, just that guy. Yeah. A Wario. Yeah. Yeah, it should just be a guy. It doesn't have to be that complicated because, again, it's a Mario knockoff and Bowser's just a dude. No matter what the movies try to convince you his motivation is, he's just a dude who wants to take over and we don't want him to take over. Mm-hmm. Is it a Waluigi-like? Somebody who is cringe but loves being cringe? I do love a cringe lord. <laughs> I definitely wasn't represented by them. <laughs> okay, a cringe lord is our is our main antagonist, the cringe lord. Uh, we can come up with a better, I mean, I like the cringe Lord as a title, uh, but he should also yeah. have a name of some kind. Well, what's our, what's our main, uh, let's just say, let's throw away character customization aside in true Mario fashion. Yeah. What is our main dude? Right now we're calling him fake Luigi. Yeah, we should come up with a better <laughs> Who is he? Name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's tricky. Because Luigi in the name comes downstream of Mario, because they were like, I don't know, they're Italian or something. Right. Uh. <laughs> uh and if we were gonna do like i mean we could do like a lies of p thing and just be like um this is pinocchio themed so everyone's pinocchio themed uh or we could do if we're doing a cringe lord and a hades style fishing game <laughs> we've really dumped a lot of stuff on this you know what that's what the that's what the guys want you know just a lot a lot of feast for the eyes <laughs> Uh, I mean, do we want to just pick a country and have it be based on that? Or I guess we can just pick any name. Bruno? Um, Eustace? I really like Eustace. Eustace? Okay. There's something so Victorian. (laughs) Eustace? Yes. Muriel Eustace? Wait, oh, isn't that the name of the guy from Curse of Cowardly Dog? You might be right. I know. I would have no way of knowing because I have not seen that show. Oh, um, that was not part of their, the youth. No, no I didn't have uh, cable growing up. Honestly, wasn't worth it. I'm only, <laughs> I'm only haunted. Um, okay. And then who is who would be Hustis's enemy? It's got to be like a Eugene. We got to keep like the naming of like old name, old man name. I'm writing down Eugene, the cringe lord. I love that. Oh. <laughs> 
I feel like is Eugene just misunderstood? Or are they are they like a real villain? Well, you know, since it's family friendly, probably misunderstood. Uh, definitely still have to defeat them, of course. But yeah, okay, so they're cringe. Yeah. Maybe you start thinking they're cringe, but by the end, you're like you respect that they own it. They can be redeemed. Maybe it's the cringe we made along the way. You know? Oh, I like that. It's a nonsense, <laughs> but I really like it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay. This is the caliber of writing you can expect from Plenty of Fish. Uh, <laughs> we like Plenty of Fish. I'm writing down Plenty of Fish because <laughs> I'm pretty into it, actually. Plenty of Fish in Hell. <laughs> Nobody sit in hell and be fishing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I feel like we've done a good job of capturing this. Let's talk more about the monsters and the eggs and let's pull out what some of these these plot threads for these characters would be i guess are you are the souls that you're pulling out are some of them also romanceable or is it only the monsters that are romanceable so are you asking me as a producer or are you asking me as a creative director someone can you tune I want to know both answers, and I want to know why they're different. Oh, the producer of me is like, oh my god, scope would be insane. Let's narrow it down to like one ghost can be romanceable, but mainly no. The creative director of me is like, yes, all options should never be limited. We should write full stories for every potential option. (laughs) No, I think you're right. I think there's one special ghost that you can capture i guess here's the question is it is it like one ghost because i'm i'm assuming i'm getting i'm picturing the hercules vortex of souls Mm -hmm. there are individual identifiable ghosts and i'm kind of imagining the fishing portion being like because in most fishing games you can see the shadow of the fish and that's kind of where you're aiming and how you know like what kind of fish you're kind of trying to get i'm assuming the same is going to be for a pool of souls and is there just like one soul that is like glittery gold and that's how you know they're special i think that's that's the way to go and we can have it like deeper because i imagine it's a whirlpool because the souls in that movie were like really spinning so i imagine maybe you have to like upgrade your fish lining so it doesn't like rot the deeper you go and like all of that fun system yeah it's like right there in the bottom you can see glitter from afar Oh, yeah. And you can see it at the the first time you go fishing, you can see it down there. And that's like a great incentive for you to start yeah. like exploring, upgrading your options, upgrading your skills and really getting down into it. We can even go more insane and take from Baldur's Gate and make you not know that you're designing that character. <laughs> like, you know, instead of you being the character customized, you're designing your ideal ideal ghost. And then... Ghost lover? Yeah. <laughs> Slash friend? Yes. Slash okay. food. There's something so insane and ominous about creating a character that you might then, it's both ominous to create a character, yeah, that you might romance, because that's also weird, but then also might design a perfect character to then eat. (laughs) You know, I think romance and a meal are very close. I think it's a circle. I mean... Yeah, there's a whole concept of eating the other and like what it means to <laughs> to consume. <laughs> you, you just like pulled up the academic like, eating the other. <laughs> I, I mean, like, oh, there's no. all sort you can make all sorts of arguments about the language in which we use to talk about sex and how much of it has this weird consumptive energy. So true. Uh, 
And that won't be in this game because it's family friendly. Like you've been fake, you know? Yeah, it'll be referenced. Implied. Yeah. It's it'll be Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making a note. A ghost you can eat or romance. A ghost you can eat. <laughs> All right, so the main the so the main gameplay loop I think should be a combination of fishing and also this platforming like mild combat. Not we're not I don't think we should do like tons of different weapons like a Castlevania. I think it should be very clean like mm-hmm. you stomp on stuff. You just got your fishing rod. I think you should mm-hmm. just use your rod. Okay, I like that. Yeah, you get a little bit of range. You can yeah, hit them up close. Lasso. Love that. No. You got like the the blunt end of it, I don't know what you're fighting. <laughs> but, yeah, the blunt end of it, you know, you can use it to, like, javelin across, Ooh. you know, certain platforms. You know, maybe it's a really sturdy rock. I love that it's a built-in grappling hook, because I feel like grappling hooks have been such a big thing mm. in games recently. Uh, and they're they're fun, so I'm into that. Okay. Well, we should just use Spider-Man as our North Star. <laughs> I was thinking Sekiro, so it's interesting that we both <laughs> we both had a triple A example. Sekiro's a good one. <laughs> um as your weapon. Okay. That's really fun. We'll have to think about like what is sending you back to the fishing pool. Cause I feel like maybe you use souls to also like heal. So like healing yourself mm. and your monsters. So then you have incentive to having to go back and fish on a pretty regular basis. And I really got to emphasize, if it's a fishing game, economy. And Mario games have tons of economy. So there's got to be some monetary incentive. (laughs) We implied that you could use it as currency. (laughs) That makes you keep coming back. You got to really feed into this capitalist structure. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Are the fishing segments, can you do those anytime? Or is it like Hades where you have to wait until you can see that glimmer in the water and then go for it? God, can you imagine being able to fish anywhere? Doesn't matter the ground time. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) I was still imagining I was imagining the the soul pools, like islands that you're on and that's where you're doing it, but then there's just pools of souls everywhere instead of like cliffs. But you just mentioned I like the idea of being able to drop your fishing rod into like cobblestone. And maybe there's different types in different areas. I like that because it's, again, it's not fish. It's souls. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're yeah, they're ephemeral. They, they, could, be they could be in cobblestones. Maybe you can get the really classic Victorian ones from that. You're like, whoa, yes. 18th century. <laughs> like the street lamp lighter ghost. Yeah, the little match girl ghost. Wow. A rare one. <laughs> I think that's very fun. I love the idea that the different terrains you're fishing in, you can fish in most terrains. Again, we're not actually making this game, so scope doesn't matter so much. <laughs> so no, my producer brain is like, whoa, <laughs> take it easy. You can, yeah, you can fish in any of the terrain. You'll get different options depending on where you're fishing, and those will be able to power up different of these monsters that you have found. Are the monsters like... Are they spooky gothic monsters? Or is it a Dracula and like this kind of thing? I feel like we should have a mix. Like, why not have humanoid monsters, which like are easy on the eyes versus like elvish horrors beyond man-made comprehension? I feel yes. like we can, you know, 
just like Baldur's Gate with its array of character types, we too can have an array <laughs> of character types. Yes, we'll have there will be a huge spread of different bodies, and I mean both human bodies, but also just like masses of tentacles. Yeah, and... just just a swarm insect infestation. Just... Yes. That you look at and you're like, man, I would like to make out with that. I would like to know how to make out with that. I would like to be held. <laughs> Whatever the way that is. Please, please hold me. I would like to be consumed non-destructively by this swarm of <laughs> romanceable NPC. You know, Eustace, he just wants to be taken care of. You know? I, and that's so relatable. Eustace is such a relatable character. Yeah, he's everybody. Just wants to he's be He's the every man. Yeah, just something else. <laughs> All right. I love that. I love that there's going to be a ray that, yeah, there'll be like a real genteel humanoid uh, monster. There's going to be, there's going to be some eldritch demons. They're going to be, um, I think one of the, one of the things that I regret about Baldur's Gate and which I've seen other people be horny about is there's so many like Demona as, what, what is her name? Mizura? Uh, the one who's Will's backstory oh, creature. Yeah. yeah. Um with the horns. Raphael. And the wings. Yes, and Raphael, yes. I'm just like, why aren't you obsessed with me? Every time <laughs> I see him. I'm like, I'm literally everything you need. It, it is weird how how like up in our business they are for characters that we can't companionize. I'm so shocked. And people people would love to date them. I bet there are mods where that is a thing now, but um, it, it, and that feels like a, a real missed opportunity that we could serve. We can serve the monster fucker community mm -hmm. for sure. They need something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, they're so desperate. Yeah. I mean, that's why Resident Evil Village was so, like, that was a big part of it. That's true. One of our monsters should just be a big, tall, busty lady. <laughs> Large woman. <laughs> Large woman, my favorite monster type. <laughs> just like a thunderous applause. <laughs> 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 Woo! There she goes. <laughs> she's just a normal human, but she's big. So big. Like, that. dangerously big. Dangerously big. So big. And so <laughs> middle aged. We love that. <laughs> so middle. It's very important. She's middle aged. It's so important. <laughs> All right. I do feel like our monster roster should maybe be made up of. Um, the most iconic characters from these other games that you could not romance, and this is finally your option. So we just we just plug, we reskin, we rename them, but it is just like <laughs> it's just all of those characters. We get again. into crazy licensing deals, just <laughs> absolutely insane licensing. <laughs> you see, you're I'm sorry, you're suggesting a Smash Brothers situation, but like. But like, you know, Smash Brothers, where it's like romance. You know what? Isn't that a Mario game? I say <laughs> sweating bullets, like stretching the meeting really thin. Yeah. I don't see why we couldn't argue that. <laughs> I'm not going to look at the comments for <laughs> for, the, for the counter arguments. Um, I'll say maybe we need a lawyer who's submitting these claims. Um, I, I, yeah, no, I don't see why we couldn't do because, like, this the concept of Smash Brothers is like, here's all these characters that you know and love, and now you can make them fight. And then our game could just be that, but with um, mashing them together like two uh, non genital Barbie dolls. I'll say, like, two Ken dolls just yes, going, just bam, just like Dead by Daylight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, okay, you're right. This does kind of low-key exist, but that's also a fighting game, and that's not in this one. You're not. That's true. You're not 
uh, you maybe you are using them to fight. We haven't pinned that down, but it's not about fighting these creatures. It's about yeah. It's about being held. It's about being being and fishing. It's too fishing and being held. <laughs> the thing every gamer wants. <laughs> Take me into your open arms. <laughs> uh, all right, I think it's time to pin down what we're naming this. Is it is it plenty of fish? Because I feel like that's solid. I just. I feel like we should steal the SEO yes. and use it. It's just so clean. It tells me exactly where my it tells me it's a dating sim, like right away. <laughs> which I appreciate. And a fishing game. I think it hits both of those so well. Okay, plenty of fish. I love that. Hundred percent. I feel pretty solid about about the gameplay loop. Uh, I feel solid about the experience. I think people are really gonna like using the fishing rod as both combat and traversal options. I think that's where it's at, that combo. It's beautiful. Pretty solid concept for a game, I think. I think uh, two brilliant minds headbutting aggressively for 50 <laughs> minutes can do anything. <laughs> Tell me you're making it. Tell me you're making it right now. <laughs> Son, between the two of us, why would you think I would be the one making this game right now? <laughs> I would trust you more than I would trust myself. Oh, I your your trust is misplaced. Uh, you're such an incredible artist and such an incredible games producer. And you're, I love that you had that moment where you were like, "I know I I'm split between these two roles of the creative director and the producer." Like the ability, your ability to hold both those things in your brain at the same time, I think is incredible. That was so sweet. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I can't feel it. Son, do you have any? Do you have anything to plug? Anything of your incredible work that's out now that people can get? Um, check out Perfect Garbage. It's my studio. Uh, we will have a really cool announcement coming this summer, so you know, keep track of what's what's happening over there. And uh, you can find me as Bad Boogie on X, which is awful to say aloud, or the Boglands on Instagram. And yeah, I mean, Demon School. Actually, I'll plug Demon School. Demon School coming out 2024. <laughs> it's great. It's like a tactics game with Persona-esque like structure, and it's set in college, but also on a demon island, and it's super cool. And you should definitely check it out. I will Both also plug. I worked on it. That's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll second that. I'm really hyped for Demon School to come out. I can tell. I'm just gonna it, the the game. I've played so much of the game as because just doing that while working there is part of part of the work that I did. And I'm just like, I would really love to play all the rest of it, please. Uh, I'm excited that I, it should be coming out in 2024, which I think is a good thing because this year was so packed with good games. I think uh, it's going to have a better chance many. at getting getting on some lists next year. So here's hoping. Goals. Yeah. Uh, and I will, of course, put links to all of your socials in the episode description of this episode. So please click through and check out Sun's work. Big Game Hunger is a part of the Multitude Collective of Podcasts, edited and mixed by the talented Misha Stanton, and created and hosted by me, Jenna Stieber. To support this show directly, subscribe at patreon.com slash the Jenna. Sun, what's one word, adjective, gameplay type, purpose, etc., that you would like added to the ingredient list? Is whack possible yeah. yes okay. as an adjective yes okay <laughs> what do you remember what your other two options are because i can add those yeah as well. the other one was the other one was wild okay <laughs> so it's not too far and the other and the last was that if you don't have it horrifying 
Ooh. I like that. I don't have horrifying. I like that because that implies something different from horror. Because I would argue that yeah. the, some of the work we've done today is horrifying, but not necessarily horror. Yeah, it's like a little over. Oh, we can use, you know, you can use tantalizing. And now I'm going to see thinking of adjectives. Pick your paper. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me, son. Thank you, audience, for listening to Big Game Hunger. And don't forget to wish list plenty of fish on Steam. Release date, TBD.